Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Federal Bureau of Investigation versus Fazaga, certiorari to United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, argued November 8, 2021, decided March 4, 2022. If you'd like to support me or the podcast, please stay tuned to the end of the podcast. Respondents Yasir Fazaga, Ali Malik, and Yasser Abdel Rahim members of Muslim communities in California, filed a putative class action against the Federal Bureau of Investigation and certain government officials, claiming that the government subjected them and other Muslims to illegal surveillance under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act of 1978, FISA. FISA provides special procedures for use when the government wishes to conduct foreign intelligence surveillance. Relevant here, FISA provides a procedure under which a trial-level court or other authority may consider the legality of electronic surveillance conducted under FISA and order specified forms of relief. See 50 U.S.C. Section 1806F. The government moved to dismiss most of respondents' claims under the state secrets privilege. See, for example, General Dynamics versus United States. After reviewing both public and classified filings, the district court held that the state secret privilege required dismissal of all respondents' claims against the government, except one claim under Section 1810, which it dismissed on other grounds. The district court determined dismissal appropriate because litigation of the dismissed claims would require or unjustifiably risk disclosure of state secret and classified information. The Ninth Circuit reversed, in relevant part, holding that Congress intended FISA to displace the state secret's privilege and its dismissal remedy with respect to electronic surveillance. Uh, the Supreme Court held uh, the decision is uh, reversed and remanded, and Justice Alito delivered the opinion. Section 1806F does not displace the state secret's privilege. The case requires the court to determine whether FISA affects the availability or scope of the long-established government privilege against court-ordered disclosure of state secret and mil or state and military secrets. That's uh, general dynamics again. Congress enacted FISA to provide special procedures for use when the government wishes to conduct foreign intelligence surveillance in light of the special national security concerns such surveillance may present. See Clapper versus Amnesty International. When information is lawfully gathered pursuant to FISA, Section 1806 permits its use in judicial and administrative proceedings, but specifies procedures that must be followed before that is done. Subsection F of Section 1806 permits a court to determine whether information was lawfully gathered in camera and ex parte if the Attorney General files an affidavit under oath that disclosure or an adversary hearing would harm the national security of the United States. Again, Section 1806F. Central to the party's argument, argumentation in this court, and to the Ninth Circuit's decision below, is the correct interpretation of 1806F. The Ninth Circuit's conclusion that Congress intended FISA to displace the state secret's privilege rested in part on its conclusion that Section 1806F's procedures applied to this case. The government contends that the Ninth Circuit erred because Section 1806F 
is a narrow provision that applies only when an aggrieved person challenges the admissibility of surveillance evidence. Respondents interpret Section 1806F more broadly, arguing that it can be triggered when a civil litigant seeks to obtain secret surveillance information, as respondents did here, and when the government moves to dismiss a case pursuant to the state secret's privilege, the court does not resolve the party's dispute about the meaning of Section 1806F because the court reverses the Ninth Circuit on an alternative ground. Section 1806F does not displace the state secret's privilege for two reasons. One, the text of FISA weighs heavily against the argument that Congress intended FISA to displace the state secret's privilege. The absence of any reference to the state secret's privilege in FISA is strong evidence that the availability of the privilege was not altered when Congress passed the act. Regardless of whether the state secret's privilege is rooted in the common law, as respondents argue, or also in the Constitution, as the government argues, the privilege should not be held to have been abrogated or limited unless Congress has at least used clear statutory language. See Norfolk Redevelopment and Housing Authority versus Chesapeake and Potomac Telephone Corporation of Virginia. And also Jennings versus Rodriguez. Even on respondents' interpretation of Section 1806F, nothing about the operation of Section 1806F is incompatible with the state secret's privilege. Although the Ninth Circuit and respondents view Section 1806F and the privilege as animated by the same concerns and operating in fundamentally similar ways, that is simply wrong. As an initial matter, it seems clear that the state secret's privilege will not be invoked in the great majority of cases in which Section 1806F is triggered, and in the few cases in which it, an aggrieved party rather than the government triggers the application of Section 1806F, no clash exists between the statute and the privilege because they, one, require courts to conduct different inquiries, two, authorize courts to award different forms of relief, and three, direct the parties and the courts to follow different procedures. First, the central question for courts to determine under Section 1806F is whether the surveillance of the aggrieved person was lawfully authorized and conducted. By contrast, the state secrets privilege asked whether the disclosure of evidence would harm national security interests, regardless of whether the evidence was lawfully obtained. Second, the relief available under the statute and under the privilege differs. Under Section 1806, a court has no authority to award any relief to an aggrieved person if it finds the evidence was lawfully obtained, whereas a court considering an assertion of the state secrets privilege may order the disclosure of lawfully obtained evidence if it finds that disclosure would not affect national security. And under respondents' interpretation of Section 1806F, a court must award relief to an aggrieved person against whom evidence was unlawfully obtained. But under the state secrets privilege, lawfulness is not determinative. Moreover, the potential availability of dismissal on the pleadings pursuant to the state secrets privilege shows that the privilege and Section 1806F operate differently. Third inquiries, or third, inquiries under Section 1806F and the state secrets privilege are procedurally different. Section 1806F allows review in camera and ex parte of materials necessary to determine whether the surveillance was lawful. Under the state secrets privilege, however, examination of the evidence at issue, even by the judge alone, in chambers, 
should not be required if the government shows a reasonable danger that compulsion of the evidence will expose information that should not be divulged in the interest of national security. Again, United States versus Reynolds. This decision answers the narrow question whether Section 1806F displaces the state secret's privilege. The court does not decide which party's interpretation of Section 1806F is correct, whether the government's evidence is privileged, or whether the district court was correct to dismiss the respondents' claims on the pleadings. The decision below is reversed and remanded, and Justice Alito delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. If you'd like to uh, support me or the podcast, uh, see the PayPal link in the show notes, find me on Patreon, or contact me at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S, like the truck driving roads, and the number 80.